0: House Flipping HQ Podcast, Episode Seventeen. This, 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 this is this, the House Flipping, house flipping, flipping HQ, HQ podcast. podcast,
1: giving you the strategies, techniques, and inside secrets of house flipping from today's top house flipping experts. House flipping, House Flipping, house flipping, flipping HQ. HQ,
0: your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom.
1: No, no. Let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 17 of the House Slipping HQ podcast. As you can tell, this is not Justin. I sound nothing like him. Uh, this is Mark Moran and I'm uh, sitting in for Justin while he's traveling for family obligations and uh, taking care of a few things. So... Just a really quick note, we're going to go right into the interview. This is actually part two of the interview with Justin's assistant, Vanessa. And if you didn't check out part one, I really recommend that you go there and check that out. It's at housewhoopinghq.com slash episode 16, the number one six. And I got to tell you, that was really interesting, at least for me, uh, just to see the process by which uh, he... Found, hired, trained, and worked with Vanessa over the course of the last few years to really bring her up to speed to be this integral part of his whole house flipping machine. It's just fascinating to me. So uh, I want you to uh, definitely check that out if you haven't had a chance. Uh, go there, listen to that one before you listen to this because this is a continuation of that interview, and we're going to kick it off right now. I'm not going to wait any longer. So here we go with the interview.
2: Let's talk about. you know, you brought up calendar and let's talk about the, you you use a calendar, right? I mean, it's crazy how many people don't do this or don't do it, at least in my eyes, very efficiently. Right. Now, when did you start using this calendar? What kind of calendar do you use? How do you go about using it? And who taught (laughs) you or told you to use it? (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Isn't it funny? All the things we don't even think about, huh? I I know. This is like a good documentary for just us as a growing company as well. Great.
1: It's funny because I haven't been using the calendar for that long. I... The Google Calendar is what you had told me to use. I had I'm very I started off being more handwritten with my notes, and I did have like a little book where I did write certain tasks down by you know each day, so I knew what I was doing. Because um, I tend to be more of a visual person when it comes to that, so it was kind of a transition for me to actually just use the Google Calendar. And you wouldn't do it at you. first,
2: right? Yeah, no, like and I would use it, it, and I'd be
1: like, "Oh, I'm using it," and then I would stop using yep. it, and I'm like, "Oh, I stopped."
2: <laughs> How did I know? when you would stop using it
1: because i would forget things
2: you would miss <laughs> or there's something.
1: something yeah something exactly.
2: would no, not very often but every once in a while something would fall through the cracks i would send you an right. email and ask you to do something and maybe something didn't get done or just like small things here and there right and i was like what are you doing like how are you going about keeping track of this you know i don't expect you to remember everything i sure don't but there are systems out there that we can use to make sure we don't forget anything right okay so, um, okay. So back to the calendar. Um, okay. So how do you use, okay. So, so basically in the calendar, I mean, you, you're imperfect, right? I'm imperfect. I forget yeah. things all the time, but yeah. we have systems set up. There are tools that we can use to make sure we don't forget anything. So how yeah. do you use that calendar? How do you make sure that, cause you don't forget things anymore. I mean, it yeah. used to be, do you remember when I first started handing things off to you? Yeah. I would give you something to do and I would have to make sure it got done, not and you get most of it done, you get 90% done on your own. Right. But if I was unsure about something, I would follow up with you. And I think it kind of irritated you that I'd keep following up. And there's no point in me keep following up. It's like extra work for me, right? So right. we've gotten to the point where you don't miss anything anymore. Ever, yeah. right? I mean, right. maybe you know, once in a blue moon, but very rarely. So we've done that through checklists, correct? Right. We've done that through the calendar. So, how do you use your calendar? Now, you use the Google, the bottom line is a digital calendar, right? Right. Um, we used to have like an ongoing joke about the digital calendar, but um, <laughs> you know, you use Google Calendar, I use Google Calendar. There might be something better out there. I'm not claiming, hey, I got the best way to do this, but why is a digital calendar important versus just writing things down on paper, which I see a lot of people do and I used to do? And yeah. what you talked about, it was hard for you to make that transition. Looking back, right. What did you say? Did you say do it? Or
1: no, I say it was. <laughs> yeah.
2: But looking back, how do, how do you feel now using the calendar, the digital calendar versus writing it down?
1: It's so much better. I can't even believe that I had such a hard time transitioning into using it.
2: It's crazy to think that you didn't even use it before, huh? That's yeah. That's how I feel. Like, I mean, several years and years ago, and I started years and years, you know, but it was about six or seven years ago that I started using a digital calendar. I used to just write everything down and it, it's crazy that I did that. So crazy. Yeah. So how has that helped you? And what do you do? How do you use that calendar? Like I, if I send you something to do, or you know, you have something to do, how do you go about that?
1: If I don't take care of something right away, as far as I say, I get like an email or I have a task or something that I know I need to do. As soon as I get that task, I put it in my calendar whether even if it's just for today, like if I know I need to get to it today, but I can't get to it right now, I'll go in there and I'll type it in as a task for the day. If I know I have, you know, it needs to be done by a certain time, then I go, you know, whatever date needs to be inputted on. But as I get them, I input it instantly. So it's like my calendar is up throughout the whole entire day.
2: Absolutely. And yeah, I do the exact same thing. Maybe because I taught you, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, do you use the task list or do you just put it in as like under a certain time?
1: No, I actually just use a task list. That seems oh, you to use be the task easiest okay. for me. Okay, okay great. Um, just because I have so many different things that happen at different times, it's hard for me to allot an actual time. And I've noticed when I put in certain times, unless there's a time scheduled for something, um, I won't notice it as much. Yeah. So even when you put it in like the task area, you can move them around. Yeah. And if you know you know you don't have to do it today, I can like move it over to whatever day I need it to do it by.
2: Now, let me kind of mention what I do just a little bit. You're good. If you're doing good with how you're doing it, you're getting things done. So that's all good. Um, Your way is actually probably the way it's supposed to be done. (laughs) But I will just put any item that I have for the day, I start at seven o'clock, and I start listing items that that need to get done. And as those things either get done, I delete them, or it's actually usually like the night before I'll organize my day for the next day. And starting at seven o'clock, I'll put the most important thing that has to happen that next day. And then under that, I'll put the second most, and you know, if there's third and fourth most important thing. But I try to really keep that to a maximum. And this is for me. Now, you're managing a lot more detailed tasks, Vanessa, which is probably why you have a larger task list. Right. Um, But at the same time, those checklists that you have allow you to not have like 100 things on your to-do list, right? Because those checklists just take care of those larger, those more detailed items. Which I yeah. remember when I first started doing this calendar, not first started, but a long time ago when I would do it before I hired you, I would have like, you know, 30 things on one day. Cause it was like, turn on utilities for this property, turn, on you know, it's like after a while, you have to streamline some of those processes. Okay. okay. So I'm digressing a little bit, but um, so I'll have like my top like three to four items just seven, you know, under seven o'clock, under eight o'clock, nine o'clock and 10 o'clock. It's not that I'm going to do them at that time. That to me is just, like you said, you're visual. I'm visual as well. Those are just on there. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, like as if I, as if everyone else can see it. <laughs> One of these days I'll do like a video tutorial. So everyone can see what I'm talking about. And I just put the things that have to get done. You know, I've heard, yep. I've heard many times people say, and that's very, very true. Uh, you're better off doing like the two most important things that have to get done for your day, then you are doing like 20 random things that aren't really that important. Right? I mean, people can spend so much time like just wasting time. Now, Vanessa, with your job, that's not a problem because you know, you have things you know have to get done. Um, Right. But as entrepreneurs, as people who are getting out there and trying to get started in this business, it's really easy for them to get distracted with all the distractions out there. So that's why, you know, knowing exactly what you're focused on the next day is so important. Plus, what I love about the digital calendar, what do you do with an item that doesn't get done? It's still there, right? I mean, so for me, for example, it's on my calendar. I can easily take this and just scroll it over to the next day if it doesn't get done. Right? Yeah. So my top priority items are the first on my calendar. And then what I will do is I will actually put items that I'll maybe get to if I have time. I'll put them on the day before. Now, that might sound confusing for a lot of people. Why do you put them on the day before? It's just so that they're still kind of there and I can look at them if I get through the items that I need to get done for that day. Now, anything else, you know, if it's something that doesn't have to get done until a couple days from now, I put it in a couple days from now, right? And it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind for me versus having um, this big, huge list of all these items. It's just a really easy way for me to prioritize and really focus in on what needs to get done today. I don't, for example, I didn't really worry about this interview with you. I should, I would have worried about it this morning if I didn't wake up so late. But you know, I don't worry about things until it's time for me to really focus in on those. Um, they're in my mind. yeah, I know they're coming up, but I really try to focus in on the task at hand, basically, as, as the saying goes, I guess. So a lot of times I'll have an idea or something I want to do, but it's just not that important that it gets done now. But I don't want to forget about it. So I'll put it on my calendar and then I'll put it out like a week for 2 weeks cuz I want to I want to see it again and remember and know that it's written down and but it doesn't distract me okay so I also color coordinate my calendar I put all the to-do items in red now this isn't this isn't so much for you Vanessa I mean this might be if this is helpful to you this is more for anybody listening actually you can listen to it if it's helpful to you and <laughs> I think we've talked about this before yeah and then I'll put all my appointments at in yellow so right here you know I have interview Vanessa in yellow for eight o'clock so that reminds me that I have an interview with you I forget things all the time I totally forget um and then what's cool about the calendar is you can also you can put items in there but you can put notes with it do you ever use your notes on your calendar
1: um sometimes I don't know I kind of I'm not too complex with my calendar but I do use it to what works for me and and my you know keeps me organized I guess but
2: Okay. Yeah. And you're doing great. So I'm not going to like won't. my
1: tasks are written out really long. <laughs> I'll have like the super long sentence for one task.
2: Let's actually not now because I, you know, I'm going to be gone all this week. But um, in a couple weeks, let's, we'll get on like a Skype call. Now that we're getting like all techie, right? I can like yeah. get you on my computer. And <laughs> I'll show you more of what I do. And let's see if that helps you at all. So what I will do for a lot of things, like sometimes I'll just have a brain, I'll just start brainstorming. So I'll go to my calendar, I'll write a I just create a task, create a thing on my calendar. And within that, I can click on it and write a whole bunch of notes within that item. And so maybe it's like a brainstorm on raising capital or buying more houses or working with another wholesaler. And I'll put that in blue. And that just means I have a bunch of notes within. So then I can continue to move that around from week to week. And often what I'll do is I'll put anything like on a Saturday for that week that Um, it's something that I just want there because I look at my calendar a week at a time, right? Right. So I'll put it on a Saturday and I don't, not necessarily I'm going to do anything with it on Saturday, but if it's a Wednesday, for example, and I think of something, you know, I always am having these, it's just kind of the curse of the entrepreneur, I always have ideas, then I can go to that, click on it and add notes to it. Um, and it's just kind of where I can keep track of everything and keep everything going. Anyway, if I totally lost you, am I losing everybody out there, Vanessa? No. Okay. No, you actually
1: make a really good point because it's like sometimes you get have like all of these ideas or, you know, you have to think of something, whether it's, you know, coming up with goals or, you know, you want to implement a certain idea at some point, but you kind of are busy with your day to day stuff. And it's like, you can hold all those ideas in your head, but when you really write them out as you get them, I think it it is more efficient as far as utilizing that idea.
2: Yeah, for sure. And what I do is whenever I'm feeling, having anxiety or feeling overwhelmed, it's mainly because my day isn't organized. My calendar is not organized. So I'll take 10 to 15 minutes. I'll come to my calendar. And I'll say, okay, what do you really have to do, Justin? You know, like I have all these things that I would love to do. Curse of the entrepreneur, right? Um, hundreds of things. I'm not going to go off on tangents on all of them. But you've heard me say there's a million ways to make a million dollars. But unless you focus on one of them, you'll never make anything, right? right? So, but I'll still have these ideas and I'll write them down. But I'll go through my calendar. I'll say, okay, what do you really have to do right now? What is the most important thing to help you to continue to grow your business And that's what I'll focus on. I'll move everything else over to another day. Sometimes I'll have ideas, Vanessa, that I've moved around for a couple of years now. I mean, and and what I'll do is I'll take it. I'm like, hey, that's not gonna happen for at least a month. I'll move it a month down. And every month I look at these ideas and these things I want to implement. But I just can't do it all, right? You've you've found that, right? There you've had the same curse sometimes. (laughs) Are there are there ever times you've come to me and be like, hey, I wanna let's do this and this and this, and what do I say to you sometimes?
1: Yeah. Well, we take it. We kind of have to start or take it one step at a
2: time. But usually my answer is, hey, you, you've got all this stuff to do. This is your number one job, right? If you can yeah. take all care of all this and do this. Okay, great. But let's right. not ever. We always talk about, you know, our business as like a building, right? And what's the most important part of our building or our business?
1: What?
2: What's the most important part? We talk about our business as like a building like right. this. Like what's the most important part of a building?
1: of a building
2: or our our business come on go with our, me vanessa come oh, on
1: deal, <laughs> buying houses
2: okay okay buying houses are the most important part of our business yes but yeah. structurally what's the most important part of a building starts with the f found an f? found a what? foundation
1: <laughs> okay oh, <God. laughs> i'm totally not getting it <laughs> so many.
2: You know how we talk about this? Is good. I like people to see that we're real people, right? We're not perfect. <laughs> we're, yeah. We don't have it all together, only 99.9%, right? So, do we not talk about the foundation of our business a lot? Come on, pretend like we do yes, at least. We do. <laughs> okay. Yes, do. So, it does not mm-hmm. matter how much we grow our business if our foundation isn't solid? Right. It doesn't matter, right? So, every no, once in a while, sometimes I say, okay, you know, and we'll talk about this together. We'll say, we need to get back to the core. Let's strengthen our foundation and then we can grow and build from there, right? Right. Right, right, Justin. Whatever you say. Right?
1: No, it's true. <laughs> well, we've kind of actually been talking about that recently too, because you know, the new year's coming, so you set new goals and it's like you you kind of have to look at how you have things already streamlined, what you need to do to make it even stronger so you can take yourself to the next level.
2: Yes. Yep. But if your foundation isn't solid, who I mean we can make a crazy goal to buy hundreds of houses next year or whatever. But if we don't have a solid foundation of our basic core elements, you know, that could all come tumbling down. And, right. you know, there's no point of trying to buy 300 houses if you're not even doing a good job of buying 100, right? So we need to make sure we're able to do well what we're doing as we grow or before we can grow, right? Okay, right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> so let's see, what have we missed? So we talked about the whole process. What, what's a day in the life of Vanessa look like? Honestly, I don't even, sometimes people ask me what my day looks like. I have so many people like want me to take, go to lunch with them. It's like, you need to go lunch with Vanessa. You know, you're, you're asking the wrong person. I'm, I'm doing all this digital stuff now. No, I'm just kidding. What does a day in the life of Vanessa look like? What is your schedule? What time do you wake up? What time, when do you work until? What does your day look like? What does your week look like? Where do you work from? Do we have this fancy office that we work out of? Anyway, keep just go, just kind of walk us through so, your, your day. We your have schedule. like
1: our, our home office. And
2: no, you, you have so you, your home office, and I have yes, my home. Yes, I have office. my own. Okay, home it's office. not like we have our home. Okay, okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> we actually each of us have our own home office, but um, I do have my own office here at my house. So I start usually at like seven thirty. Um, I'll get up Which around. You're like back. You're back
2: in San Diego now. Yeah, I don't know if we mentioned that, but you were able to move back there because we're so streamlined now, to where you didn't even need to be near those other projects. Plus, we're all over the place now. We're buying everywhere. Yeah. In Southern California, that is.
1: Yeah. I work from my house, obviously, majority of the time. I'd say I go to, right now, um, with some of our larger projects that we have going, I will go and visit them at least once a week if not twice, depending on we kind of what we have. But I'd say once a week, I kind of am out in the field once or twice a week. So, um, but daily, once I get started, I kind of look at all the different things that I have to do. I really go to my spreadsheets and I see where I'm at with um, certain aspects. I do actually organize my day to start by what's more important, and you know, to what's least important, which everything's important, but, um, because in the midst of all of this happening, my phone is constantly ringing, whether it's a contractor, an agent, um, someone with a property, it's, I'm always doing a multitasking really on a regular basis. Um, so it's important for me to organize my day by what's important. And I know when certain things come up, what I need to kind of drop everything and do, especially like if we have a property that needs to be evaluated or whatnot. Um, but, and then I just kind of organize my emails. Um, I go through my spreadsheets and I go through each section of each process to make sure we have a handle on where we are and that we're up to date. If we have any due dates that are coming up with our projects or with our escrows, with our listings, Um, making sure that if I have something that's listed or we're going into escrow, we're have an agent. I follow up with the agent as far as where we are and the properties we have with him. Um, If we are listing
2: it. Oh, I'm sorry. Does it, you mentioned like, your phone is ringing. And so you have your day organized. Does it frustrate you? And doesn't that frustrate you? You know, you have your day organized, ready to go. And then you get calls, like you have a new deal you have to analyze. Doesn't that frustrate you? Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it does get kind of frustrating <laughs> sometimes. But I one thing I've taught myself is how to deal with everything. You know, because when you are really learning a lot of this stuff, yeah, I, I don't really like the word being overwhelmed, because I, I feel like it has a negative presence to it. Because I I don't know. I'm not ever really overwhelmed. I don't call it that. But there are moments when you're starting to learn new things or take on all these, you know, responsibilities where you do have a moment of feeling that way. And I have taught myself to not look at it like that in that perspective.
2: And that's kind of what I was getting to. And I said, does it, does it frustrate you? And I think what you've done and what I've worked with you on doing what you already do pretty, done pretty well. You have an awesome attitude is, um, you know, we are like, I say, Hey, this is what we get paid for. Right. Yeah. I mean. What do I tell you about problems? When we have problems, what do I usually say?
1: About problem?
2: Yeah, about problems. Maybe we should have, like, reviewed all these questions ahead of time, huh? I know. I
1: was like, <laughs> when I get put on the spot, I'm, like, my brain freezes. sometimes. I'm like,
2: I know we talk about this a lot. Okay, problems. When there are problems, what do I usually say about problems?
1: What do you say about problems?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, that's what we get paid for, right? Is problems.
0: Yeah. Yes. So,
2: We've kind of come to learn to accept. And in a weird way, you said it's kind of like mindset, right? We've learned almost to appreciate problems in a funny sort of way, right?
1: I mean, there's some days where I'm just like problem solving away. It's like some days are worse than others, you know, but there are sometimes that's all I'm doing all day is one thing after another.
2: And I think you mentioned, um, you know, getting overwhelmed, but you don't look at it that way. And over time you start to realize you're, you know, no matter what, like eventually you're gonna be, you're gonna have a handle on everything, right?
1: Right, and know when there is a problem, there all there's always a way to usually solve them. Whether yeah. some are more difficult to solve than others, you usually are able to come up with a solution. Yep. Pretty quickly, majority of the time.
2: Yeah, and all these things we've talked about the checklists and the calendars and the other systems and knowing that other people are taking care of other things that really helps us not become overwhelmed, right? Because Right. When there is a big problem, or, or not just a big problem, sometimes it's a good problem, like a house that you need to analyze. That is our payday. You know, like you said, you know, at least when we get a, a deal from a reputable source, why is it so important for us to get back to them so quickly?
1: Because that's really what runs what we do, and you know, that's kind of like our thing. Is we're really big on communication and like speed. Not speed, like you're going so fast, but. You know, we want to keep them wanting to work with us and we want to make sure that property is brought to us before they even think about bringing it to somebody else. So our response rate is very important when it comes to that aspect.
2: Yeah. What do I tell you about our wholesalers um, when working with our wholesalers? What, how do we want them to feel?
1: Well, really just like how we like to be a priority with everything that we do, we want them to be a priority as well. Exactly. We want them to feel like they're a priority.
2: And do they notice that? Yes, they do. They do.
1: I think they
2: do. Oh, they absolutely because, do.
1: Yeah.
2: Because we get back to them very quickly. I mean, if think about it, if you're selling a property, you don't know if you're going to get paid on it or not. You're wholesaling it. I mean, the faster the response you can get, the better, right? I mean, if someone's, you don't know if someone's sitting there not doing anything or if they're on it. So right. Um. yeah, that's like one of the top things. Like you'll drop everything and, and focus on that versus making sure utility, you know, or whatever. I mean, you don't even do utilities anymore, but um. Right. anyway, so. Okay, where are we? Well, I'm kind of going all over the place. It's great, though. It's really good. Um, what are we on? What topics are we on? Um, <laughs> what have we missed? What have we not covered? I don't know. Oh, we're, we're, actually... we're talking about your day, your, your, your schedule. Oh, oh
1: that's what time right. What do you
2: usually get going?
1: Uh, I start 7.30.
2: Is that weird that I don't even know?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah. that's really cool, though. Like, I'm proving a point here. Again, a lot of times people are like, well, how does your assistant, how do you know she's working? Do you think yeah. I ever worry about you working?
1: No. So <laughs> you know I well, you know I'm taking care of everything. And that's kind of what you always say too, is like you always get everything done so you know I'm I'm doing something.
2: <laughs> exactly. Now, don't get me wrong, I am not telling anybody when you first hire an assistant, should they have set up hours for them? Yes. Yeah. I
1: used to clock in and out, actually. Yeah. yeah. You know?
2: Absolutely have set up hours because I've had people work for me who say and even partners, you know, I'm I'm talking about if if any of my recent partners are listening. I'm talking about like my very first partner (laughs) who they're like, Oh, as long as I get my job done, it doesn't matter how long I work. But you know, what's funny about those guys that try to work fewer hours, they don't get as much done. (laughs) They get even like hardly anything done and they're slacking. So, um, with Vanessa, I've come to the point where if anything, I'm usually asked telling you, take more time off, right? Like, yeah. What? It's Saturday and you're in Palm Springs? <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> and you're not vacationing in Palm Springs, you're there looking at houses, you know. So it's it's amazing. It's pretty awesome. Like we've grown this level of trust where I know that your number one priority, that your priority, you've such a huge priority with making sure everything's taken care of that I know it's gonna be taken care of. And if anything, I know you're putting in like extra hours. So when you need time off, is it ever a problem?
1: No. It isn't. No.
2: Do you even have to like ask me?
1: No. I like I'll I'll even tell you still, but Yeah, you, you let know. me know. You Talk let me know. It's my, good. it's good yeah. to
2: know, you know what's going on, but uh you even take care of stuff when you're gone. Like I don't even have to do it. Okay. It's crazy. It's amazing. Oh, I love it. Are we really are we <laughs> doing an interview here is everybody listening? I'm I just feel like we're having this conversation about how awesome <laughs> you are and no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So, once again, the point here is I just want everyone to see pretty incredible like what you can build. You know, th- this when you hire somebody to to start out as a part-time assistant and start out small. Oh, well, oh, we had you doing a bunch of letters. I'm going back. But we had you do a bunch of letters at the beginning, when we started doing marketing. Yeah, uh, you know, you would even hand address them and stuff them and stamp them. Those are that's something people can have a new assistant do as well. Um, right. Or oversee that process, which you oversee all of our direct marketing. So you start stuffing and stamping or anything like that. You just make sure no. they're ordered and <clears throat> all that fun stuff. So right. um, just showing people like, Start small. Like you don't have to have this perfect plan of everything they're going to do at the beginning, but just start having them do at the beginning a couple hours a day. And then the next week, you know, three hours a day uh, to the point to where they're part time. And then if they keep doing well, then over time, you can hire someone full time. Uh, you can have them go out to full time. And another thing, Vanessa, and this isn't to do with you, but about having like an assistant do menial tasks, like small tasks at the beginning. It's easy to train them. And if it doesn't work out, which sometimes it doesn't work out. In fact, you know, most of the time, you're not going to end up working with someone forever, right? Um, right. You know, So far for us, it's been a great run. And I hope it keeps going for a long time. Um, but when someone hires an assistant, it may not work out. And so if you have them do basic tasks that didn't take a ton of training, then if it doesn't work out and you let them go or they end up you know, going elsewhere for whatever reason, you're not going to feel quite as like it was a waste of time, right?
1: Right. You know, and just really quick, though, on like a side note, it just kind of makes me think um, that's kind of a same thing to implement when you're working with contractors and with, with your agents, because they're not all going to be what you're looking for in the beginning. I mean, you think of how many contractors we went through in order to find the three that we worked with over the last couple of years, you know, even when same with agents, we've gone through so many until we found that click and that niche with that specific person that really felt like it fit for what our, you know, business model is, and which is really important to keep that streamline going to where you don't have to put so much effort into dealing with more problems than you already, you know, have to kind of be.
2: Yeah, yeah, I love that you brought that up, because it's not just assistants, it's everybody, it's contractors, it's agents, we've gone through a few escrow companies, right? Right. Um, and even like hard money lenders or money. It's its everything. Yeah. If, if someone, and even like the agents that we like the most now aren't necessarily the ones we we're liking the most before. And even our current agent, hey, if you're listening, it's okay. <laughs> Hasn't <laughs> been buying as many houses for us as he did last year, you know? And so hopefully we can improve that. Um, if not, we keep working with other people and people step up. And if you keep pushing forward, that will continue to happen. Right. Uh, so Awesome. Yeah, you just got to keep moving forward and keep finding the, the people that fit the best for you. But you need to do a good job. I hear so many people saying it's hard to find good help. I think it's usually more the, the way they manage that help and manage that person. Don't you think? Uh, there's a lot of people out there. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it's not very often that you find a Vanessa. But right. you know, <laughs> right. You're like, of course. that's. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but there's a few things I did in trying to find you. I was very clear in what I was looking for. Yeah, right. Up front. And then I interviewed you. And, and you were the only person I ever interviewed interviewed. Actually, I got over 100 resumes. And I asked about five of them follow up questions. I like and I liked you the best from the beginning. I liked you the best after your questions. We met we interviewed I hired you on the spot. Um, I think you're a little kind of like, okay, I don't know who you are. And we're meeting at Starbucks, but <laughs> you don't have a business. And I gave you some like old card the I don't know, that's something. I'm like here, uh, I think I have a website here from somewhere. I was just trying to prove yeah. to you that I was really. But anyway, um, okay. so you try to find the right person, but then it's your job to manage them and train them. And I think that's a huge thing that a lot of people just don't take responsibility for, right. right? Um, so I think for us, it's been very reciprocal. I mean, you've been willing to take on anything I've been willing, I've been giving you, but I've also been willing to let go of some things and been willing to trust you, right? And willing to tell you exactly what I need. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think that's an important part of it, too, actually, is because you have the, that's See, for me, I really like to grow and I want to grow and I am very passionate about what I do. And, and I didn't know I was going to be as passionate about it or this is really what I was going to be doing at this point. But it really developed into that. And um, I think a part of that is you allowing me to have that growth. So, and, and you not putting that ceiling over my head, really, it's, you know, it pushed me to be able to do what I am doing. Um, I'm not saying that everyone's going to escalate to that level, but you even just giving me that option is really what, what put me here. And so, I think setting the expectation up front right away, like you did from the beginning, is the start. And then managing it, like you said, along the way, the way you want it to be developed. Um, and then you know, you'll feel it click somewhere in between those beginning stages, if that person is going to be what you want them to be, you know, for whatever it is that you need them to do kind of thing.
2: Yeah. And and maybe, you know, they could try a reverse order, if they don't feel like that person is the person, but they still think it's going well, okay, maybe that person just sticks to doing letters and utilities and that kind of thing. And they go try to find someone else, or they may have to hire someone else. I don't know. So there's all kinds of like personality tests and things like that that people can try out too that uh, might be helpful. Yeah, I don't really know a ton about that stuff, but that might be something people can, can look into. Uh, Robert Fergoso, the other day on the call uh, a few weeks ago, he mentioned using a temp agency, and that's another option. So I used Craigslist. You know, <laughs> you use a temp <laughs> agency. Uh, you know, Jessica, we got through you because you, you know, so referrals. Um, you know, my mom works for us. So be careful with family. Me and my mom have a special relationship where we can kind of be direct and upfront with each other. (laughs) Right, Vanessa? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so that kind of works for us. uh, But you know, be careful with that. And uh, yeah, just be direct with them. Let them know exactly what you expect from them. Let them know things are going to change. Do things not change all the time? They do. And what if I would have given you like this set? Okay, Vanessa, this is what you're going to do. And that's all. Don't worry about anything else. I mean, it just changes, right? You got to be willing to adjust and adapt.
1: Right. So that's, you, yeah, That's how you grow. And that's how the company grows is by changing and adapting and sometimes quickly.
2: Yeah. So you also mentioned that, yeah, first of all, I love what you said about quickly. I mean, I am a huge fan. I actually just uh, wrote a blog post, which uh, you know you can find on the website about goals and stuff, setting goals. But I believe one of the main reasons why certain people get are successful is because they're, they have a plan, but they adapt very quickly to that plan. And they adjust and they're very quick on their feet and ready and willing to move and change things up and not just be super set on a certain thing. And we've kind of done with done that. I mean, you know, last year, our main thing was trustee sales, right? Yeah. And then we had to do some adjusting this year. And out of nowhere, the last few months, what's been our main source of deals?
1: From wholesalers,
2: from wholesalers, which who would have thought right before we weren't even doing that. So instead of um, avoiding that, we've gone full throttle and really focused on that and focused on our main wholesalers and thought, how can we really take this to the next level and buy even more houses from you? How can we help you improve your business? Um, and that's kind of what w- the wave we're riding right now. Uh, and then we're also working with more agents and other, other things of that sort. So um, you know, you mentioned, and I know a lot of people have questions about this. So let's take a minute. You mentioned I don't really give you a ceiling. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, you don't really, um, I mean, it's like, yes, I have, you know, I know what my job is to do every day, but you don't um, stop me at any point to where I can kind of keep taking myself to a next level at any point, as long as I know I can take that on. And I think that's an important part of having an assistant and everything and having an assistant that is willing to grow as well because you can pass on those little tasks like I used to do the utilities and like all those things but having and being able to pass it on to somebody else is allowing me to be able to grow to the next level and really like how my mind thinks is like I want to be able to keep passing things on so I can keep growing to a certain level and you know if you were to put a ceiling over me and say okay you know it's not like you would literally say like this is all you get to do kind of thing but You know, you kind of just sometimes with certain positions, this is your position. And that's just really what your position is. And that's what's going to be for however long. Uh And um, you don't really ever say anything like that. You kind of leave it open for growth at any rate that I'm really willing to go, actually.
2: And the more you grow, the more I grow, the more my business grows, the more we all grow. Right. Right. So now I'm going to be careful about how I go about this, but I don't put a ceiling on you for either your potential to do things. And we've kind of set up a structure where, financially as well, you don't necessarily have a ceiling, right? right? So at the beginning it was more hourly plus bonuses and you've done such an amazing job that we've transitioned into, and I'm not gonna go over your base salary, that's you know a little more personal, but you do have a base salary, correct? And right. it's more of a, what do we call it? Not even a base salary, more of a uh, a guaranteed uh, salary? Yeah. Y- yeah. Okay, so guaranteed salary which you get On a monthly basis. And then, but your overall pay for the entire year is based off of a percentage of what the company does. So that's a huge win win because you're directly, I mean, you're motivated no matter what. I don't think there's anything that could make you not be motivated. You're very loyal and you're going to do your best to everything you do. I can see that. But setting up a structure like that over time with someone, if they prove themselves worthy, like you have, I think they're like directly involved in the success of the company, right? Yeah. So how do you, do you, do you like that?
1: I do actually. Yeah. It makes, yeah. It so kind of pushes you to keep doing what you're doing even better.
2: Uh. Exactly. So, and you know that that, I mean, so as much as we grow, as long as you continue to be an integral part of that growth as you have been, which I'm sure you will be, cause that's where you are. Um, you can continue to grow in that same aspect. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Cause people are asking all the time, like, wow, how do you keep your assistant so motivated? Number one, it's just how she is. But number two is we've set up that structure. So the way, just to make sure it's clear, you get paid a monthly pay, which is monthly salary. And then yeah. at the end of the year, your bonus is basically based off of how well the company did. So um, even for example, right now, I forgot to mention to you, but I'm probably gonna send you you know, a few thousand dollars based off of um, how we think we did But then as we finalize our taxes and our accounting over the next couple months, you'll get paid the rest of that, you know, at the beginning of 2014, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, you know, I don't have limits, right? I mean, do we have some pretty big goals for next year? Yes, we do. Which means you can do even better, right? Because you're based off of a percentage. So have you seen your financial, you know, some people want to know, have you seen your financial um, situation improve as well? Every more and more as you've worked with me. Yes, it does. So, and then what are what are some other things that I do with you? Some other little perks every once in a while.
1: Well, it, this is just
2: in helping other people as they work yeah. with assistants and work with people.
1: Yeah. Well, um, you know, if we do like extra good on a property, you'll be like, you know, taking an, an extra hundred dollars or so and go either buy yourself something or do something
0: <laughs> for yourself,
1: <laughs> or even with, like on my birthday, or even like you know little things like that. It. You're very thoughtful and you show your appreciation um, for all the things that I do do. And it, it feels actually really good. Um, but you do that with a lot of little things. So,
2: And I think it's, once again, that whole abundance mentality. You know, I mean, not just abundance. Like, here, I'm going to give any money we make to anybody out there. But people who work hard for that and are a big part of that, I just, I don't see that as me losing anything at all. And we do the same thing with our wholesalers, right? Right. And... <laughs> They appreciate that. Just ends up being better off for everybody. What did you do um, at the end of last year?
1: I went to Hawaii, right?
2: Yeah, right. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you forget? <laughs> I
1: know <laughs> it feels like it was so long ago, um, but no, I did go to Hawaii for I think like six days.
2: Yeah, and that was you know on the company because we reached our goals for that year, right? Right. Um, and then you're going to do something again. I don't know if you decided if you're going to do your. Uh, meditate what was what trip were you gonna do oh, <laughs>
1: the, the yoga retreat in bali yeah. which I, I think i decided i'm not going to do that but
2: okay you're gonna do something else okay
1: yeah i think i'm gonna. i was thinking like costa rica or something
2: hey that's where tara and i are going for our 10-year anniversary in june oh we can go together <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> business trip <laughs> tara will love it. oh yeah 10-year anniversary huh business trip so <laughs> But yeah, I was kind of worried about you going to Bali and on your meditation. What was your yoga trip? I was thinking meditation, but because I didn't want yeah, you to come back. Tri- I didn't want you to come back like too relaxed and not like hardcore, you know, like you are and ready to get after it. <laughs> <laughs> so no, funny. anyway, I'm just kidding. So anyway, so, you know, just take care of your employees. You know, I, we had an assistant a long time ago in our satellite dish business who practically started to run most of the elements of our satellite dish business It was getting pretty smooth. And, you know, we paid her. Eight dollars an hour, and that this was a a few years ago, so maybe it'd be ten dollars an hour today, whatever. But um, I should have given her a raise. But I was like, "Oh, she's working for eight dollars an hour. It's working well. Um, Shoot, you know, sounds good. Why pay extra money?" And one day she came in and she's like, "You know, guys, I've really loved working with you. It's been great stuff. But I got another job. I'm giving my two weeks notice, and they're paying her ten dollars an hour." And I was like, "Um." By then it was too late for me to do anything. She. Was set on. I said, Can we give you a little bit of raise? Like, no, you know, I've already made these arrangements and I feel obligated to do it, I, you know, whatever. And I just kicking myself ever since that day. And so I promised to never make that same mistake again. So, that, with you, you know, that's why I set up that structure from the beginning that as you earned, um, I knew that if you stayed with us over those months, you know, if, if not you, but any assistant we hired, if they didn't get fired basically or. <laughs> if they were doing their job, they were going to naturally improve. And over time, they deserve that money. And then you have what you have done on your own, just by the initiation that you take is you've gone far and above and beyond that initial setup that we ever set up. So yeah. Um, anyway, it's pretty funny. Do I, you know, I'm not super detailed. Do I usually, uh, you know, go online or go shopping and send you something? Or what do I usually do for your birthday no. or Christmas? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, you'll just say like an amount, and then you'll uh, I'll just go and use like the company card or something. Yeah, totally.
2: <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just how I am. It's great. Actually, I have you. Usually, you're the one who's getting the bonuses and cards and gifts for everybody in the company, anyway. So
1: yeah,
2: just let you take care of your own as well, right? Okay. Yeah. So we don't need to get into too much detail. We've we've already talked a ton, but let's talk a little bit. About our goals for next year, we kind of mentioned that, and I know you, you even called me earlier and you said, "Hey, I'm not totally ready to go over goals, but let's just kind of touch on it a little bit." Okay. Um, what did we do? What did I do a little differently for goals for 2014 than I typically do?
1: Well, you actually asked me what I put to put down my thoughts of what I think the goals would be um, for this year, too.
2: Yep. I thought, hey, you you're doing all the hands-on stuff, man. You you're basically running the show let's have you come up with the goals. Right. So we talked about a little bit, but I'm, I'm actually curious. You know, today is uh, this show. Actually, this is our New Year's special comes out on um, comes out. Today's Monday. It comes out in two days, which is, is that's no, New Year's Day, right? So it comes right. out on New Year's Day, the first. Happy New Year. I guess we should have started like that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the New Year's special, everybody. Hope you're having a great 2014. Okay. So What are our goals, Vanessa? What are we going to do in 2014? Let's hear it.
1: So I kind of started breaking it down by kind of what we already have going right now about how we're obtaining properties and who we're currently working with. And I think that with the two wholesalers that we're working with right now, one of them that we're working with a lot, actually, um, I kind of saw an email the other day mentioning um, how much he's interested in and working with us, and what his kind of goal was, and how many deals he wanted to do. So I kind of implemented um, implemented that when I um, broke some of this down. Which it seems kind of aggressive, but he's such a strong person when it comes to his marketing and the way he does things that I think it actually might be really possible. Um, actually, I know it will be possible. But between him. I mean, if you get like eight deals a month just from that one person, you get two deals a month from the other person, and then two deals a month just from the agent that we're currently working with, which kind of fluctuates a little bit up and down. That right there will bring you about 170 deals. And that's like a range from the bread and butter smaller properties to a mid-range of properties, depending on what county you're in, as far as like, you know, 200 to 400,000.
2: Well, then we've been doing some oh, higher-end deals. And we've been doing some higher-end deals as well recently.
1: So... That's a lot. Yeah. So that's just the, that's what I was breaking down as far as just the, the basic remodels and standard remodels. Um, and, and I know we had talked about doing more higher end stuff as well, which that kind of is where we are implementing and working with other agents in other areas and starting to develop those relationships, um, So we can start doing more higher end properties in more areas. Cause right now, like, we kind of already started implementing it in the Palm Springs area. So if we were to implement that in, you know, a few, a couple other counties that we feel really comfortable with, I mean, the higher end remodels do take a little bit longer. So it's like, even if you were to buy one right now, I mean, you would hope that your turn time is still going to be four months, but could be up to six months. Hmm. So if you buy one, you know, at least within six months, you're going to be able to sell that property. Um, And if you can even just do a few of those. I would say at least maybe like six, cause we already have three that we're working on right now that they're all gonna be sold by March or April mm-hmm. in the Palm Springs area. And they're all their resale points are about the same, 1.1 to about 1.3.
2: And, what's, and that's just
1: three right there.
2: What's cool about those is when we started with those, I mean, it took us a lot longer. It was a much more of a process cause it was different than anything else we had done. And now we're kind of systematizing that as well. So that's pretty exciting. So we're it almost is. like we're an expert on those kind of properties.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because no matter the scale, I mean, of course, like on the bigger projects, you definitely have to be more involved because they're very, um, it's, you have to be very specific and it's very important what you do do to these properties. So you got to make sure you're really on track with everything. But I think something that we realized is like, you can really streamline anything. Yep. Um, no matter the scale of the project, there's always a way to streamline it, to make it more time efficient for everybody.
2: Totally. Um, totally agree. Tori, okay. you can even
1: do yeah.
2: Sorry. So, what are our goals? I don't like to set a goal that I'm not going to reach. So, this is recorded. Thousands of people are listening, Vanessa. How? <laughs> what are we going to accomplish this year? And I don't want to have the end of the year come and us say we didn't accomplish it. So, right. no pressure. <laughs>
1: I know. <laughs> That's like, I'm still kind of um, this breaking down my breakdown. people
2: are basically listening to our goals, our discussion for our goals for next year. So right. they get a, they're get they like a fly on the wall right now. Uh, like in all s- in seriousness, what are we gonna accomplish next year?
1: So we're what we're gonna be accomplishing is we're doing, um, you know, our direct marketing campaigns, we're expanding to different areas. We're doing the one area that we're just gonna be starting at the beginning of this year. Um, I'm going to, even in areas that we're already working in, that we're kind of listing internally, I'm going to implement more agent relationships in all of these areas. So as we get these properties, I'm going to develop those relationships with agents in all these areas because I have found that allows you to even streamline them more to take us on an even larger scale um, and be able to manage even more properties. Um, And that's going to be the same as far as, I know we talked about, I think we need to talk about a little bit more, but as we get into developing relationships that, with agents that specialize in the higher end properties, and I think we we're going to kind of come up with a game plan of how we're going to get those relationships going. I think we like we kind of go about it the way we normally do. And I think you might have talked to somebody already in one area. Um, but also with that design teams that we want to use, all of those are going to be a very important aspect in making those happen. So I actually have a couple of ideas, I think, of how we can go about getting some of those. Because really, when you, you kind of want to go by some referrals that you can get from other people that have worked with certain designers. Um,
2: yeah. And w- when we did those mid-century moderns in Palm Springs, I didn't even know what the heck a mid-century modern... What does that mean? I don't even know that. But yeah. what did we do? We found the best designer in the area. We found, uh, we found the best agents, the best people who are great at that. And we just listened to what they said to do. And we did it. Exactly. And yeah. did really well on those. Uh, and we continue to do well. So kind of the same idea with some of these other areas we're going to be going into. Um, okay. But once again, you're avoiding the actual numbers. I want to hear numbers What are we going to do in 2014, Vanessa? Come on.
0: (laughs)
1: Well, you know, I actually, when I first thought of this, this is the part that I'm still working on. But when we first talked about this the other day, I think I was being kind of conservative um, because just based off of the numbers I've given you before from working with with those three people, if we stuck to those goals and, and we bought 12 of those properties, I broke it down about on how much um, each of those properties sell for like on average. So like this group is about, you know, profit amount of this. This group is a profit amount about this on average. Um, and just in those 170 properties, that equals well, about. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Do, am I supposed to say it? Well, no,
2: no, no, that's okay. <laughs> Last week when we were talking or a couple weeks ago, I think you mentioned a goal of, you didn't even say 150. What was your goal then?
1: I think it was. I mean, and you well, didn't say
2: 170. You said 100, and I think I just said it.
1: It was 180.
2: Oh, I thought you said 150. Maybe no, maybe okay. Never mind. So well, one, we
1: broke it down, and we're like, well, if we do this amount each month, then that equals out to be about 180. But see, that was also including another agent. Because um, see, as we start develop, see the goal, the realistic goal with the 170 properties is working with what we already have established. So yeah. we know for sure that we'll be able to to work with those numbers and make that a goal between these people because we've already established those relationships as we can get this going, even within the next couple months and working in these newer areas and calling even more agents. The goal with those agents is for them to make offers for us as well. So if we can get on the track of already doing our own marketing in these areas and then working with these agents to make offers for us and get another additional two deals, we have opportunity to go over 200 deals for the year. So
2: Okay. The so goal? what's your goal? What's your goal? What what amount how many houses do you want to buy and how much money do you want to make? I want to hear it.
1: Okay. So um my goal is my goal is two hundred
2: houses actually. Wow. Oh man. <laughs> All right. I gotta tell Tara no no Costa Rica vacation. I'm just kidding. <laughs> can you do that while I'm at Costa Rica? Can you still buy that many houses? Sure. Okay, you got it? No problem. Sure, I yeah. <laughs> I, I can tell her we'll plan two vacations next year. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: So, um, You know, out for 170 houses, that actually um, is $2.5 Um,
2: Is that like net? Like after all money costs no, and everything?
1: No, that would be before.
2: Before, so, before money expenses.
1: Yeah. So then, you know, it would go down to probably around, well, like two, 1.82 as a net.
2: Okay. How, how much are you including for financing? So you had two. I, I know you wanted to go over these numbers before I called you out on them, but <laughs> no, no, that's
1: okay. Cause so I kind of broke it down a little bit, but see, that's not including some of the higher end projects that we have going either. So I don't want to be too aggressive, but yeah. I almost feel like if we, you know, if all these goals are really met, I mean, we seriously have this opportunity to do 2.5 to 3 million before taking out all the costs to where Now when you say costs, be-
2: what, what do you mean by costs specifically? Are you including? Financing expenses or no, you're not including yes. finance. Oh, you are including yes. financing. Okay. So
1: I haven't broken it down like number specific, but if you think of the overhead cost just by paying employees and stuff like that, and then you have all of your hard money costs out to other investors, um, I would say that's about almost 500,000 to 800,000 on its own
2: for all of that. So, so you're talking about, okay, so private money investors okay. and stuff like that. Because yeah. They, okay. So, you're telling me that we can make, we can buy 200 houses next year and make $2 million net after all expenses? Yes. Wow, that'd be awesome. You'll be, yeah. my, new, you'll be my new hero. You already are my hero. <laughs> just kidding. I mean, is that <laughs> okay?
1: I, like, when so, I started breaking it down and I added it up, I was like, okay, it actually kind of makes sense. And yeah. I feel like the, with the momentum that we've built within just this last part of the year and we yeah. keep that momentum going. Is very, very close to being
2: true. Okay. So here are my thoughts. Do you want to hear my thoughts? Yeah. Um, Once again, people just listening to our live conversation here, really. (laughs) So (laughs) I do think 200 is very realistic and very possible. And as we go on, we might say, okay, that really is the number, right? But what I've kind of learned to do, and this is what I do with all my goals, is I will look at, okay, these are like the six places we're getting properties from. And these are the Three places we think we can get properties from, and I'll look at that, and that's kind of like my aggressive goal, right? But I know that for whatever reason, people don't always end up accomplishing all their smaller goals, right? And we have that one agent we mentioned; he is always making goals that he's not really reaching. (laughs) Sorry, sorry if you're listening to this, Kyle. But anyway, so (laughs) he's been awesome. My my wife, I got to catch a flight in like 20 minutes. I'm not even packed. My wife's like, um, (laughs) okay. So we'll we'll get this. So. You know, I do believe. You know, we talked about a wholesaler. We've made some goals with, and I think we can reach those. But then we have other goals with other people. So it's like I'll take that two hundred and say, "Hey, I think we can buy two hundred houses next year." But I want that to be kind of our aggressive goal. And I like to yeah. not only make our goals but supersede our goals, right? But honestly, if we make a goal of two hundred and we don't accomplish that, I'll come out in a little bit, sweetie. <laughs> now my daughter's coming in with her cute little dress. Um. Okay, Berlin, can you close the door? Thanks. So. I will be disappointed no matter what. It doesn't matter how much money we make. If we don't reach our goal, I'll be disappointed. So <laughs> this is more mentally for myself. I would rather make a goal that we buy. And when I say buy, th- there's also two things you look at. I like to look at, when I say buy, any house that we get under contract, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you got you to gotta decide how you're measuring. You have to be very clear with how you're measuring your goals. Is it when you close on the deal? Is it when you get under contract? I like to do when you get under contract because it's just more direct, it's quicker. It's more, I don't know, it's just the way I like to account for it. Um, and then you have to go back. And if for some reason you don't close that name, you have to subtract those. But so I want to say that our minimum goal, otherwise, if you want like a super vacation next year, I'm not even talking like, I'm talking like twice as good as the ones you've gone on before. Um, we need to buy 150 houses next year. okay? Mm-hmm. Or, and, and you know, Vanessa, that that doesn't necessarily, the 150 That doesn't necessarily translate into all profit next year, because how long does it take to close on a property?
1: Right. Well, yeah, like four months.
2: Yeah, three to six or seven months depending on how high-ended and how uh, elaborate the deal is or if it's occupied or all that. So we're not necessarily going to profit from all of that. But I do, I don't know, I still think that we can have a really good year, killer year as far as financially as well. Uh, I think before you mentioned to me, you know, you think we can, Basically, clear two million next year, and then after overhead, it'll be like one point eight. Correct? Right. But I don't know. I mean, ugh, see, I gotta, I gotta leave, but I gotta think about this. I know. Do you think? Do you think we can? Oh, I don't know.
1: And I, you know, I, I'm gonna say one point five, and then I'm gonna kind of break it down because if all the properties we already have in the pipeline are gonna be closing within these first three to four months, that's gonna be determining <laughs> the beginning cushion of what we have.
2: That's a good point. Forward. So the buying goal and the profit goal are almost two separate things. The buying goal is almost like starting, you know, today. Assuming today is Wednesday, uh, January first, two thousand fourteen. So that's the day the call comes out. Uh, the goal is to get one hundred and fifty houses under contract, and then our profit goal, like you said, is one point five million net, 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 net. That's after we pay all finances. That's after all overhead is paid. That's after everything is paid. Right. Right. Um. Now, once again, I don't like to just have a goal and not try to supersede it. So I would love to supersede that goal, but I want to make both of these goals. Like, we will make both of these goals next year. Got it? <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> my laugh is kind of funny. Um, are you still there? Okay. Are you there? Did you lose me? Did you hear me with my evil laugh? <laughs> no okay so i was basically saying so these are our goals for next year um minimum i, I want to supersede these actually but we will put 150 houses under contract uh, starting january 1st through you know december the end of december uh 2014 we'll put 150 houses under contract and we will net 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 1.5 million that's after paying everybody financing everyone overhead everything okay Got it? We got that? Yeah, I got it. No problem, right? No. Okay, and then, and then as we always do, we'll re-monitor. Um, and after you even, like you said, you'll go and break down deals that we have closing because we're dealing with two different things. The right. properties that we get under contract and then ones that we close, which we're going to close on some that we already have in the pipeline. So that'll help you assess what we can do as far as overall profit, as far as income for next year. So as you reassess some of that information, you may realize that we can be more aggressive on that one point five million right, and then after a few months, we'll keep adjusting as we go. so all right, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, what do you want to do if you reach these goals? What do I want to do? Yep, what uh, do you want your uh, I mean you know you already know what your compensation will be. we already yeah. know that it's a percentage of, of the overall. What do you want as a uh, end of the year bonus trip or whatever
1: um, I actually would like to to actually go to um, probably like Indonesia or Bali, to be honest. But I wouldn't want to okay. do a yoga retreat. I would want to actually <laughs> go and be able to like explore the islands and like, you know, okay. take a big trip across so, from there. So <laughs> you
2: know what your budget is for the trips that you did last year and this and the the one you're gonna do from this past for two thousand thirteen. So right. we'll we'll double that budget amount as well. So I mean or maybe a little more. Shoot, let's just whatever you want pretty much. <laughs> Honestly, like, right? <laughs> Pretty much whatever you want to do, full expense paid trip uh, for however long you want because you're so responsible. I know you're going to take care of whatever. Watch, you're going to be gone for like the whole year.
1: <laughs> I you like, bye. And yeah.
2: you could take someone with you if you want or not or whatever. So hopefully by then we have, you know, I'm just kidding. I, I won't harass you about, you know, your, so, yeah. your, your future <laughs> somebody. So. It's
1: coming soon. I know at some point. It's totally coming. <laughs> hey,
2: just, by the way, As you guys know, Vanessa's the most amazing person in the world. She's looking for go-getters, right? So if you've got, if you're a go-getter, or you know a go-getter out there, you know, what 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 does he have to be like, Vanessa?
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, (laughs) just very um, adventurous and fun and successful, (laughs) motivated, I guess, and I don't know.
2: Okay, good person. Sounds good. And you said like like uh. A nice body, right? Then you tell, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah, most likely. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, I, I should not be joking. I'm going to cough. So anyway, just wanted to throw that in there. Uh If you have the right guy, you can email me or her and we'll, we'll get that set up. So, <laughs> all right, guys, with that, um, we're going to close this out. Vanessa, thanks for coming on. Was that fun or what?
1: You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, it was.
2: It was a lot of fun, huh? So really looking forward to this year. Get out there, crush it, make things happen. Hey, something I've kind of mentioned a couple times, everybody, is I'm going to be doing a mastermind coaching group, right? I've seen a lot of the gurus out there that are, you know, they charge 10, 20, $30,000. Um, and then I also see a lot of the clubs and people go to these clubs every month, which are fantastic. You know how much I talk about the clubs, but they go and they hear one speaker, right? Vanessa, you've been to clubs, right? So you go and you hear one speaker. And then the next time, You hear a different speaker and it's great, but you're kind of bounced around a lot. So what I've seen is people have gone so far from these gurus that they avoid like coaching and mastermind groups, which are so important um, to have that group. So I'm going to fill this gap. I've been wanting to do it for several years. I finally am at a point where I can do it. I'm going to fill the gap. It's not going to be way more affordable. It's going to be, as you know, from real people who are doing the business. Uh, Vanessa doesn't know, but I'll have her be involved to where she'll be helping you out and giving you feedback as well. And we're just going to create a house flipping business, creating mastermind group. Unlike anything out there, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh man, I can't even laugh. So anyway, it's going to be amazing. Um, if you are interested in that, I know Mark set up a, a link you can go to and let us know if you're interested. We're going to launch it February 1st. Honestly, it's going to be a work in progress. We're going to build on it as we go. And um, it's going to end up being... Sorry, my wife is telling me uh, we're leaving in 10 minutes. (laughs) I'm so bad. So anyway, if you're interested in that, email us at info at househoppinghq.com. And Mark will send you that link. And it's going to be limited at the beginning because I want go-getters. I want people who are going to help me create this vision that I have. I just have a vision of creating this group. That is unlike anything. So, email Mark or myself. We'll both get the email at info at housewinghq.com. Let us know you're interested. And that's going to be launching February 1st. We will get you more details. I'll be having a webinar within a couple weeks, but really looking forward to that. Does that sound awesome or what, Vanessa?
1: It does actually sound pretty awesome.
2: Uh, anyway, I got to go. My wife's like, gonna not be very happy with me. So, <laughs> um, let's see if I can shower, pack, and I still have a couple of things. I knew about 10 minutes and we'll get it all. Anyway, everybody having a fantastic 2014 happy new year. Thanks again, Vanessa. All right. Thanks. Um, and you know, we will see you all on the flip side. Uh, Hey everyone, this
0: is Mark again, just letting you know really quickly, a couple of things, uh, to add on to the end. First, I'm just blown away by that interview. I I just listened to it for the first time and it's, Fantastic. The second part to me I think is better than the first part. But they really just went into some detail there and the takeaways for me, I mean I'm not even necessarily a house flipper. I'm a web design guy, but for me even I had some takeaways from that which were pretty substantial. So, you know, thanks to, <laughs> thanks to Justin and uh, Vanessa for that. That was great. Um really quickly, uh he mentioned an email for the mastermind group. Don't send the email. You can go straight to the URL. It's houseflippinghq.com slash mastermind, spell just like it sounds, mastermind, one word. And you can go straight there, enter your uh, name and email, and we will let you know uh, when the webinar comes out later in the month. And like he said, he's going to do a webinar to kind of explain a little bit more about the mastermind and what it's going to be about. And I don't know specifically what he's going to talk about, but knowing Justin, there's probably going to be a lot of really good content and information in the webinar. So even if you're not interested in the mastermind, you might be interested in the webinar because I have a feeling he's going to go over some cool stuff in that. So check that out for sure. A couple updates on the contests that we had uh, with Robert Fergoso and Ryan Scala. Since he was traveling and had to go out of town this week, uh, Justin wants to announce them next week. And actually, I know that Ryan, since we just got into the new year now, uh, I'm recording this on January 1st, but... Uh, Yesterday was the end of Ryan Scala's contest. And I happen to know that he's on there and he's checking out uh, the end results. So that's pretty cool. We're going to announce the winners of those next week. Also for the charity challenge, the ratings and reviews on iTunes charity challenge. I don't want to get too specific because I know that Justin has some cool stuff planned to share with you about that. Uh, But we did meet the goal. So if you're curious about whether or not we made it, we definitely made it. And I want him to be the one to tell you Uh, The cool information about that. So I'll let him talk about that uh, next week. And I think that's it for this time around. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And if you have any questions for either of us, like he said, email us at info at houseflippinghq.com. And as he said, we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast.
2: Your ultimate house flipping resource
0: for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. houseflippinghq.com